You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've not learned music. Just the good stuff, baby. My friend's dad, I don't know if this is my friend's dad or my friend's dad's friend. Anyway, some adult in the 80s at Georgia Tech was at a sorority uh, formal, which is like a thing at a hotel where you go dance and stuff. Like a, like a, like a prom. And they were gala. upstairs in the room. Yeah, gala. Upstairs, a soiree. Upstairs in the room getting ready. And they take the, ho- the elevator down to the, the ballroom level. And they all got their suits on and stuff. And they know they, they have the ballroom reserved. So as the elevator opens... The guy in the elevator yells, you guys partying, dude? <laughs> and as the doors opened, there's a man on the floor receiving CPR. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer was yes. And they just, you guys partying, dude? And the paramedics just look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the worst situation to, for doors to open. <laughs> it's just medical. I think of worse situations, but still a bad situation. Name, name one. Um, Drag just say that. I'll edit it out. Dr- wyverns. What? Just open it up and breathing fire in uh, into the elevator, taking you out. Do wyverns breathe fire? Breathe uh, fire? No, I don't know that. <laughs> Do wyverns breathe? Do wyverns fire? breathe fire? <laughs> I have a question. Do wyverns breathe fire? <laughs> How much dedicated wham is there for a wyvern? <laughs> <laughs> How much dedicated wham is for there for, yeah, for a wyvern? Welcome to episode two hundred and eleven of Waddish. It's two hundred and twenty-one. <laughs> Welcome to the Ubu episode. Yeah, welcome, welcome. We're getting right into it. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Okay. Um, this is a non-themed episode. Sean's back. We brought him back. Yeah, I'm it, alive. Yay! For better or worse, Sean is back in his. For his better physical or for worse. Form. Really I, optimistic about November. October was a, a scary month, but no, I'm used to it by this point. Are you guys excited for a non-themed month? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was thinking, I was like, yeah, we're in this weird small time period between all the holidays. But I was thinking, what are we going to do with Thanksgiving-themed episode? What do we talk yeah, about? What are we pilgrims? Thinking? Every week we talk about what we're thankful for. I was thinking about to say, every week we talk about pilgrims. Yeah, where, where do you think we wear our belts? That's true. <laughs> Little our heads are so our hats. <laughs> I, I just, like, I feel like, I feel like the, the trudge up until November is kind of a blast of different marketing because you have like your end of summer stuff. You got your Fourth mm-hmm. of July, then you got your end of summer. Then I feel like September is a little bit of a reprieve, but we also get kind of started kind of early on Halloween. Yeah, and then it's just Halloween nonstop, and I love Halloween. But if I see another person get dismembered on TV, I it's it's I'm gonna go numb. It means nothing <laughs> to me anymore. It's like it's like hearing a word over and over again. Um, <laughs> I've watched too many scary movies this month, and I no longer feel anything. Um, I could just use a month of just I don't know November. Yeah. Toyota Thon. I don't know. So it's the November. That's where the no comes from. Oh my god! This is perfect but weather. Chilling. If you look it up, it's soups. What? If it's the November, it's just like no special day. It's just November. That's what. Oh shit! Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. I don't believe it. Nothing going on. Well, that, that was before Thanksgiving because it was in the Gregorian calendar. Exactly. Named it because uh. they would have called it Thanksgiving. <laughs> Gratis Vember. If Julius Caesar had his way. <laughs> Good thing he didn't. <laughs> we put a Truly. stop to that with knives. Um, so tonight we got uh, we got a NASCAR update for you guys. Whoa! Uh, then a bill. Then a Bills update. Meow. It is just sports. PBR wall to wall. And then we got talking about uh, potatoes, uh, Twitter, 
losing some valuable assets, myself included. <laughs> uh, we got some good stuff. We got concerts. We got a lot of smooth jazz from Australia. And uh, I can only assume these are both reality shows because Tyler's talking about them. Ah, uh, yeah. You got me. Then I'm, I'm going to talk about robots because I'm the way that I am. We're going to talk about the childhood toys we put the most hours into. And then Tyler's going to uh, tingle our spines with one last Halloween uh, treat. Oh, Maybe. am I? I? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. What do. I don't know what. I, 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 it's, it's Halloween recording corner, this. Finally! <laughs> I am Will. I just put Tyler on the spot, and now he has to do ASMR. You have until the end of the episode okay. to give us a haircut. Oh, what? <laughs> to cut my hair? Uh, no, to give us a haircut. You got to lean in. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm Tyler, and I, I have, obviously have a lot of shit to figure out in the next 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> About the episode, or just in, in general? Well, that's, yeah, well, that yeah, I'm, yeah. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. Even I have a lot of shit to figure out in the next thirty or forty years. Honestly, mm. what if what if our podcast was just therapy? Was just us getting on and just being like, I, I feel like I grew up weird. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> isn't, it isn't it like subtext? It is for me. It's not for me. Oh, I never feel Sha- worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be your Shawnee on the spot. That's right. Halloween is taking its effect. I haven't listened to any other band but Ween since last week. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's they're addicting, man. Sean's got a serious Ween hole right now. Yeah, yeah I'm falling down a Ween hole. Sean likes that penis music. <laughs> I won't deny it. Please clip. Future Will, future Will, please clip out the word music from Tyler's uh, Tyler, you are on the spot first, though, because oh, you've told us there's some exciting NASCAR news. Yes. Uh, we're a NASCAR podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't turn it off. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so NASCAR, we're coming right at the end of the season. So uh, there's just a few folks left. Um, eight folks who were racing to get the most like points to be able to make it. crashed. Yeah, to make it to the top four. That would be cool. Um, that's happened before. Uh, actually, even this season where there was just so many crashes that by the end there was only like six real drivers left, which is Jeez. interesting. Anyway, what were the rest? <laughs> they're all in heaven now. They went to go see <laughs> the big number three in the sky. <laughs> uh, so anyways, there was this guy, really crafty guy, who was like six or seven cars down from being able to make it into the playoffs. And this race is taking place um, at a track called Martinsville. It's like a small track. It's like when you play uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. What's that really small track? Uh, that baby you gotta park. Go, baby park. You got to go around like eight laps. Times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> park is rules. So it's like a small little circle. And one of the guys, he had to make up like six car lengths by literally the last turn in the race and decided, screw it, crashed his car into the wall and used it as a slingshot and shot him ahead of six or seven cars. And he made it into the playoffs. Really crazy. Look it up on Twitter. It's really cool to watch. Um, But what was really funny is afterwards they were interviewing him. They were like, how the hell did you think this was going to happen? And he said, honestly... I was playing the NASCAR 2005 GameCube game, and I would always do that in the race and just decided, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm going to try it, and it worked. And honestly, respect. Honestly, respect. That is some Disney Channel movie Act 3 <laughs> bullshit. I, just, I like, think it it's... happened in Cars. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. But, yeah, it was really cool. Really cool this stuff. is the equivalent oh. of doing the Statue of Liberty play at the last game of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It is. It's cool. Yeah, like I said, look up the video. It's hard to, to do it justice just by talking about it. But, I just um, watched it. It's, it's I funny. would love to have a NASCAR moment 
where maybe I don't do great all season. My car is very slow. And then in the last race I'm qualified in, my car does the speed racer thing where it pops up in the air and the wheels are really long. <laughs> and I go I go over at least one car and just everyone's like, oh, that's why he was so slow. <laughs> because he had all that nonsense in there. <laughs> I just think that would look cool. It would. It's a loppy horn on it. It would. NASCAR needs it. NASCAR's trying, uh, trying its hardest to get new viewers because that darn F1 keeps stealing all the youngins. Ooh, ooh. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Wacky Races, uh, the NASCAR series. That would be cool. They're actually doing something kind of. T- they're do- I don't know how this is going to happen. NASCAR is doing a straight up street race in downtown Chicago next year. Those cars Hell are not yeah. built for street racing. And if they crash and they take out like the side of a Duncan, that's going to be nuts. <laughs> they're not built for F1 style. They do road racing and stuff like that, but it's in a like a contained track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just going out in the streets in stock cars, hitting no. the monorail. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy fans, uh, Buffalo, the city in uh, New York, home of the Bills, uh, the city has warned. This is, I guess, this is Syracuse. This isn't Buffalo, but it's still upstate New York. It's a unique expression. Um, has said that you cannot vote Buffalo Bills Josh Allen as the mayor of the city. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they? <laughs> in this town of 20,000 people, uh, Josh Allen gets a significant number of votes because go Bills, baby. Honestly, yes. And the city of Westbrook uh, has issued a statement saying, please do not vote in Josh Allen. I guess it's enough of a problem that he might legitimately become the mayor of Westbrook. That would be so um, cool, though. That would be. You got dog mayor, quarterback mayor in terms <laughs> of cool mayors. <laughs> He's kind of young, though. Is, he, is, is it because he's not old enough? Is that, like, the real reason? Or they're just like, please don't. I think he doesn't live there. Oh. He's got a job, yeah. He's yeah. got a full-time job as a quarterback for the NFL. Sure, sure. Tyler? Yeah, that's that's. I'm, I'm looking for any, any reason to take the Bills out of the... Because they are the number... They're the best team to watch in the NFL right now. Uh, I guess I'm the sports caster, the sports analyst for, for Radish this episode. Um, Bills all around, 100%. Amazing offense, amazing defense. Um, amazing fans. Bills Mafia. Uh, you actually able to safe honestly yeah. <laughs> yeah fantastic fans um they went in and they played the, the chiefs and the chiefs ended up winning that was uh the bills only lost this season and the bills fans were so just like you know what that's fine we're happy we lost they weren't violent they didn't burn the city down like other fans might it's uh they're a great team i i pulled this next headline having not read the whole article Uh-oh. and now that i've read the rest of the article i think this should be the whole episode what Uh-oh. um I potatoes USA for six minutes on this ASMR routine. What's going to happen to? <laughs> yeah. Potatoes USA, which I can only assume is some sort of big potato lobby. Yeah. Um, has encouraged parents to hand out potatoes instead of Halloween candy, which is exactly the kind of propaganda you'd expect from big potato. <laughs> but it gets really good because, um, this guy in, in, in Pennsylvania, in Lancaster, Amish country, Pat Foy, started handing out potatoes, and uh, he just became the potato guy. And he's like a guy you go to on Halloween, and you get all your candy, and you stop at Pat's house and get a potato. And it says during COVID, he built a potato chute out of PVC pipes to deliver potatoes from a distance. Beautiful. Uh, and, and Potatoes USA has gotten behind this guy being like, yeah, we should all be doing potatoes for Halloween. Mm. What are y'all thoughts? I mean, I agree. Yeah. Have you seen the cost of potatoes nowadays? I love just to walk and get a whole bunch of free potatoes. and That's soup. 
Just bag it's a whole soup. bunch of soup. That's like you take it home, you put it in the oven for 45 minutes or however long, you throw in like a spooky little TV special. At the end, you got a baked potato that rules. Yeah. And they're good for winging. My, uh, my wife's oh, boyfriend's yeah. house, wing that shit right at it. If I, I'm, I know I know times are hard, mm-hmm. but if I'm getting a potato, I'm calling the police. I'm <laughs> at least get those little strawberry candies that you can't buy anywhere <laughs> or something. Oh, I'm like gummy hamburger right back at the house. Absolutely yeah, not. At least drugs or razor blades over potatoes. I'd take any day. Uh, who brought the, the Twitter headline thing? I did. I did. Okay, so we've all been we know the new boss of Twitter. We're we're all familiar. We're all, yeah. uh, all unhappy about it. Um, most of us, or a lot of us, are leaving. But uh, one of the funniest things to have come from this is, is on the day that the full day that Elon took over uh, and he fired the CEO, CFO, all of that. We're doing fine. They made millions and millions and millions of dollars off of this. Uh, two, I guess, I don't know if you'd call, I, I call them artists. Two artists went and posted up outside of Twitter HQ and posed as software engineers who have just been laid off for the media. And they went by the monikers, um, I, I forget their first names, but the last names were Ligma and Johnson, and uh, gave the m- best TV interviews ever. And one of them ended with, I need to go home and tell my wife and husband this. And no one caught on <laughs> <laughs> until afterwards. And it was the most beautiful prank. Um, obviously, you know, um, taking advantage of a very kind of shitty situation, but uh, I think... Uh, that's the kind of news I want to see out of uh, coming out of the Twitter acquisition um, compared to all of the, you know, takes on how Twitter is going to get much, much worse over the coming months, which I'm sure it will. Yeah. Good for those folks. Honestly, yeah. Uh, they also fired me. I got off Twitter this weekend. And yep. uh, Elon Musk said, Will from online, <laughs> your, your, your watch is ended. And I put all my stuff in a box and I wrote Legma on it and I left Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, once, so if you're trying to agree with me on Twitter. Once the tar memes quit rolling in, I'll probably hop off too. <laughs> it's fun out here. Over on Is Pinterest that? and s- s- Foursquare. <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace. Uh, do you guys have any good stuff? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go first. So, uh, you know, we were just talking about like what, what what's November all about. One of my favorite things in November is curling up on the couch, it's a little chilly out, get a glass mm. of wine, maybe some soup, oh, soup yeah. season, Potatoes. and put on a really great reality TV show competition. I feel like there's two good seasons for it. There's the summer season. That's when I like the, the balls-to-the-wall competitions, drama, that sort of shit. And then fall, I'm, I'm, I'm into like a, a nice Top Chef sort of vibe. Ooh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Got a few, got a few really good shows. One of them has actually been covered on the show before, uh, not too long ago. Um, actually, both of these shows might be direct appeals to Sean. I think Sean, you're gonna like both of these. Obviously, number one being the uh, the new season of The Mole, which has been uh, off the air for 14 years. Sean, uh, you watched a few or all of the most recent or the latest seasons, the farthest back seasons. I think I watched three seasons when it was originally on TV in the early 2000s, and I recently went back and rewatched the first season when it was added to Netflix last year. Mm-hmm. All Not even Netflix, thinking a thing. Yeah, go go back and watch the old Mall. Uh, see Anderson Cooper, honestly in his prime, he did better on that show than he does on 360. Uh, shots fired. Uh, this this uh, season's hosted by Alex Wagner. I guess they're still rolling with the journalist theme. She is amazing. She's a fantastic host. Uh, but for those who are unfamiliar, the Mall. It's a uh, 
got a range of contestants all competing in uh, challenges to add money to a central pot. And then at the end of the, the game, the overall winner gets all of the money that has been won by the collective. But throughout the competition, one of the competitors is sabotaging every chance they can without getting exposed. And they're the mole. Their whole goal is to make sure that money gets taken from the pot as much as possible. The winner at the end of the game, A, doesn't figure them out, and B, um, you know, doesn't get as much money because then they'll win that money. Yeah. Um, every ep, the contestants answer questions at the end of the episode about who they think the mole is. And then the one who's farthest off from guessing who the mole is gets cut. And that's how it gets whittled down, which makes for really interesting social dynamics because it's not about making friends. It's about like causing suspicion and, you know, while also trying to figure out who the mole is and stuff like that, which, which makes it really fun, really competitive, which brings me to why I really love this season is I don't think it is, but it's like the production team from The Circle made the mole. Like they infused uh. the circle into it. Really, really great casting. You know me, USA Network, characters welcome. Um, <laughs> really great competitive cast. Uh, the challenges are all fantastic. It's challenges like trekking through a jungle to find a wrecked plane and trying to find stuff in that. There is a challenge where you have to escape a jail cell. There's a challenge where you have to rob a bank or rob a train. It's nuts. It's fun. It's over the top. It's a really good time. Um, definitely check that out. All episodes are out now on the Netflix. I need um, to. On the Netflix. Uh, the ne- on the Nintendo. Yeah, on the Nintendo. Um one other one that I just started watching and I wanted to bring up because it's fantastic. And Sean, I think you're going to love it. It's a show called Drink Masters. It's like Top Chef, but for mixologists. So you got that real elevated, real sophisticated um, style. Like literally every shot of like the finished product. I'm like, my mouth is water. I'm not even a big drinker. And like my mouth is watering. I'm like, this is beautiful. This is amazing. This would turn me into an alcoholic. Like it's so good. Um, the, their competitors are like Top Chef level where it's like they're good. They're masters of their craft. They're not brought in to be like drama or anything like that. They're just in to compete and just be freaking amazing at what they do. Uh, it's a really diverse, charming cast. Uh, the actor-comedian Tone Bell hosts it. He's a delight. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's a really easy just competition show where they get one challenge every single episode, whether it's make your take on a margarita or uh, use this specific smoking style in this competition or use these ingredients wow. in this competition. And, you know, they all do their take on it. They get judged. The winner gets an advantage. The losers compete in a little mini competition. One goes home. It's very nice. It's very quaint. It's a good time. Um, really, really delicious looking cocktails are made. And um, I definitely recommend checking both of those out uh, if you're like me and, and like to uh, watch some good reality TV. Um, not shots fired at any other network. I mean, CBS is still killing it with its, you know, big three, Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. I mean, um, <laughs> Amazing Race, Survivor, and uh, Big Brother. But Netflix is kind of doing it. They have some misses, yeah. but they're they're killing it. And you know what? I respect that in theirs, you can hear them say fuck every, every once in a while. That's that's It's nice. So, Yeah, we, we've got to be careful this month, y'all, because Netflix, not only with those reality shows, which, fuck, I have to find time to watch, uh, Love is Blind is back. Yeah. Yeah. Season three started. Uh, also looks to be a great mess. We started that. Can't wait to finish it. Um, yeah, and obviously Great British Bake Off is still going on. That's kind of falling off. It's kind of going much <laughs> over there. It's kind of controversial in the past few weeks. They're doing a lot of stuff that uh, would not have happened in earlier seasons. Uh, They're losing their quaint British uh, countryside nature, and it is turning into a a fucking Food Network show. But, you know, we keep on because there are delightful people on it. 
but yeah, that, I will. I'll find time. I was so excited to see the mole got renewed, but I, I just have not had the time to watch it. But I will absolutely throw it on soon. It looks like a lot of fun. Drake Masters too. I think especially you, Sean, uh, would yeah. appreciate Drake Masters. Yeah, I'm a big, big cocktail guy, sort of. Well, you have a pre- appreciate. I'm not trying to insinuate anything. I'm just saying you oh, have no, an appreciation no, for no, you're good. No, you're the good. art there. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, I was about to talk about these at the top of the month, beginning of October, because they were just starting to come out. But now they're all out, and I thought I'd do a quick October wrap-up of uh, King Gizzard's 21st, 22nd, and 23rd albums, which they Jesus. released all in one month. Uh, yep, from the guys who brought you five albums in a single year, they bring you three albums in a single month. Damn. Um, starting with the first that came out earlier this month, uh, it's called, I'm going to do this without looking at anything, I think it's Ice, Death, Planet, Lungs, Mushrooms, and Lava. Um, that's the which name is, of the album? That's the name of the album. Wow. It is a... Uh, I'll say it at the top. I, it's one of King. It's one of their best albums to date. It is jammy. It is super proggy. It's got a really cool concept behind it, in which each of the tracks are basically uh, following a certain key signature, mm-hmm. um, and basically they took that key signature, like you know, different as like time signature as well as or no, it's not time signature. It's key signature. So they're playing like different like notes and like we're playing with di- within the, the chromatic scale sort of thing I'm not, no I'm not, i wasn't a music theory guy so i might yeah, not be using this is very theory driven yeah um but they basically jammed out on those uh signatures for like eight to ten minutes each and the songs that they came up with are inspired by as you might imagine like ice giants uh, uh death planets <laughs> lungs mushrooms and lava um, and it's just a fascinating exploration of an album in which each track just like introduces so many different ideas and it hooks you from the top. It's wonderful. My favorite track right now is Hell's Itch. Um, super, super good. I highly recommend checking it out. Of all of these three, if you want to check one out, Ice Death is definitely it's a highlight. I think it's one of the best albums they've released since 2017. Um, the next one that followed up uh, to uh, actually five days later is... Laminated Denim, which is a sequel to a, a sort of EP they released early last year called Made in Timeland. Um, in fact, Laminated Denim is a uh, anagram of Made in Timeland, so it's a it's a no, no. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> um, so it's a sequel to that, uh, in which like Made in Timeland was uh, essentially just like this electronic sort of interlude album, in which it it, it comprised of two 15 minute long tracks that basically acted as kind of interludes um during the band's live show in melbourne and i think earlier this year um so laminated denim meanwhile is uh, made in timeland was uh played to a specific beat i think it was to like to like a metronome like a click track like a certain amount like of beats per minute whereas made in timeland i think doubled that and then jammed for two tracks both 15 minutes in length uh inspired by that and they are again super jammy super fun explores a lot um the the uh, oh uh hypertension which is the second track has one of the best hooks they've ever written they get stuck in your head immediately after listening to it super great and then the final one which just came out this past friday uh is called changes which is an album that is about five years in the making. Originally, it was supposed to be their fifth album in 2017. 
And uh, basically what they had then, they weren't quite happy with. They didn't want to release any. They weren't ready to release it. Um, and so they just kind of, as they were touring and recording and more and more over the past five years, they've just kind of retooled it and put it to where they want. Like they've, you know, they finally finished it. Um and changes is interesting. I've only listened to it twice through, still getting into it. It's very jazzy. It's very kind of like, you know, soft poppy. Um, it's nice. It's good to listen to. It's good background music. Um, but if you're a fan of like their uh, collaboration with Mild High Club, which was sketches of Brunswick East from back in, I think, 2017, uh, highly recommend. It's a real smooth, real fun album. But basically, it starts with this nine minute long track, I believe, called Changes, the title track. And that song kind of shows you it, like the sort of chord progressions they were going to do um, that they're inspired by. And then each of the following tracks kind of pull from the ideas introduced in the title track. And they play off of that for like three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm describing like Jazz Records. But no, <laughs> this, it's still the same Australian prog psych Raj wizards that are King Gizzard. Um, they're all three. They're really nice albums. I'm really happy with the turnout this year. Um, with Omnium Gatherum at the top of the year, and especially Ice Death, I King Gizzard have they've done it again, man. I know it's exhausting, especially when you're like, hey, you should <laughs> listen to this band. They have 23 albums. Uh, it's daunting, and it only gets ever more daunting. But if you just give each a little sh- a shot, if you have an hour in your day, just try it out. You'll be happy. Um, Ice Death is just oh, it's so much fun. King Giz is truly the one piece of prog rock jam bands it is yeah there's it, a time yeah. skip <laughs> there's a time skip the yeah. covid time skip yeah there's there's a uh, lot to to be able to recommend to someone yeah I mean, that's the thing is that when someone's like i'd like to get into them it's like all right what are you feeling like how are you feeling today what do you want you can just i could I've, I've hit the point now where i could just like someone tells me what mood they're in or what they just last listened to and i can give them an album wow it's uh if i was <laughs> okay what if i was feeling some like lower chest discomfort and I was just Murder the looking. Universe. Murder the Universe. Okay. Yeah. Will's right. Wow. Is it a song called Vomit Coffin? Oh, yeah. my God. That's exactly what I would need in that situation. Yeah. It is. Okay. On an airplane, getting a little nervous because it's starting to bump a little bit. Sketches of Brunswick East with the Mile High Club. Sketches. I would also say Butterfly 3000 or even Changes. Hmm. <laughs> well, Changes is more of a body high. Uh, mm. Sketches is going to be more of a head high, so it really depends what you're looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last one, waking up ahead of an 18-hour shift in a nuclear submarine. Invest the rats. Invest rats. Mm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a nuclear submarine. Actually, mm. either that or Polygon to Wanna Land. Especially if you're inhaling those those vibes. Do you guys want to hear about Chris Farron? Please, I'm going to talk about Chris Farron. A concert that I saw with friend of the show Evan last Thursday night, weeknight, weeknight concert. Wow! At the Masquerade, we saw an old an old friend of ours from from proto radish days. Wow! Uh, at the That's venue, um, Chris Farron is a uh, I, I guess punk musician is what he's technically classified as. Although I would have a hard time putting him in a genre. Uh, he's kind of a kind of a one guy act. He was in a band with Jeff Rosenstock called Antarctica of SPG before this. Um, he is a really entertaining showman. If you get the chance to see him in your area, uh, check out some of his songs. He uh, is is talented. And I like his music. I did not know about his his live setup, which features um, kind of a PowerPoint behind him oh. of <laughs> six to music. 
and like some songs are synced up with kind of like a visualizer and then some songs are actually like in sync lyrics visuals stuff like that and he has like kind of gags behind him too mm. let's say like best concert ever like another perfect set reasons why you love me and stuff like this it's got it's got kind of a narcissist uh character that he does mm. and uh he also his most recent album was a uh a soundtrack to a fake bond movie called uh death don't wait mm. uh he sells commemorative cups for the fake movie like the mcdonald's uh batman cups uh-huh. Uh, you can buy it as merch stand. I, I know I know on the cup. Uh, he also like he plays clips from the fake movie while he's playing the songs and they're hysterical. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, at one point, he just got off the stage and got into the crowd and then started walking to the crowd. And then the crowd was like, where's he going? And he just went outside <laughs> and sang outside the venue from a wired microphone for a little while. And like, nice. the crowd just kind of like shuffle outside. <laughs> nice. That remind me of uh, just real quick, real quick aside here. Uh, Action Bronson. I saw him at Bonnaroo. And oh. he, uh, yeah, he he had to he had to go to the bathroom. So he literally kept rapping his way off the stage <laughs> into into a porta potty, went to the bathroom, and came back out to the stage. That's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. He so was that what Chris Farron was doing, or no? He just went outside and like danced for a second, and then came oh, back okay. inside, and then he rolled the floor for a while in the pit. Nice. And yeah, just a, a really a really fun show. I think that was the last stuff of his tour. But uh, next tour, go see and, and look up Death Don't Wait. The trailer, at least, is on, or the opening song is on YouTube, and it is fantastic. I've got his uh, Christmas album. I can't believe I, I didn't go to that show. I would have loved that. I have a, not only do I have his Christmas album, he painted a picture of my cat that I have hanging up. Oh, yeah. 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 Chris Farron was selling also, some original art. Yeah, he's a fantastic uh, artist. <laughs> nice. And he, he dragged friend of the show Gary on Twitter. That was great. <laughs> that he did. <laughs> friend of friend of the show, a lot of friends of the shows at this thing. Friend of the show Garrett bought a painting by him at the merch stand nice. uh and it said like somebody has to buy this painting that chris made or else i'll yell at him <laughs> note on it. um yeah really fun all his merch was incredible like the merch said like well he had one said like a i had to attend a perfect chris farron concert and all i got was this beautiful t-shirt <laughs> he's got one that's like chris farron kicked my ass <laughs> he's like a like one it's like in the full seinfeld font which is chris farron that's great very very fun merch uh, so yeah, check him out if he's ever in your neck of the woods. Then listen to Chris Farron. He's a delightful man, truly. Great. Looks nothing like I thought he did. I've oh. only seen him on album covers. He looks a lot like Nick Let's Go. Hmm. Yeah. He has short hair and a mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. It's show and tell time, folks. Oh, boy. I'm going to talk about some robot toys. Always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of a quick one, but I think this is one worth talking about. Um, did you ever build like model planes as a kid, like model cars? I built a, a, an Apache helicopter. Yep, this tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, built, I built like maybe a, a what was the Zord? I think I built the Zord as well. The Power Zord. Ranger Zord? No, what was Zoid? Zoids? Zoid. Yeah, I, I built as Zoids. well. Zord. I was upset with Zoids. You were upset with them. What they do to you? What happened, Sean? <laughs> what did the blue liger do to you? I was upset with Zoids. <laughs> I was obsessed with Zoids. I. Uh, did you make models? <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I, I don't want to give away your uh, your what you're about oh, to so talk you... about. I actually built what what you talked about. Uh, I was exposed okay. to the genre at a very young age. Because I had a model. I want to say it was the Mach Five from Speed Racer. Oh, nice. And I was excited to put it together, and I opened it up, and there was a tube of glue and red and yellow paint, 
And I was like, I can't paint the Mach Ooh. 5. I'm 11. <laughs> I don't think I ever built it because I was just like, oh, once it's just going to be unpainted plastic mm-hmm. that I glued together. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of off put from models for most of my childhood. Uh, I also didn't like Transformers because Transformers, the fun was like just changing it from one form to the next, really. They really and, it, and it took like 10 minutes. It was, like in the movies, it's so smooth. In yeah. the movies, they're like, Starscream, jump, and just plane. <laughs> When you're playing with a kid, you're like, all right, give me, give me 20 minutes and I'll, I'll get there. Right. Uh, they also come pre-assembled. But Gundams from the from the show Mobile Suit Gundam uh, figured it out. In uh, Basically, after the first Mobile Suit Gundam, it was popular with older kids. Mm-hmm. not Because it wasn't just like super robot stuff. And so the Gundam toy line, I don't think, did very well. And so they were like, what if we made robot toys? Not for military hobbyists and not for little kids. What if we made them the fun was just kind of snapping it together and it wouldn't be super hard, which is where Gunpla came from, which is a portmanteau, I guess of Gundam plastic. Mm. Mm. Um, and they are injection molded models. And the great thing about Gunpla is that every series on earth has a Gunpla. Every anime series I should say, has a Gunpla equivalent and they are all about $19 because it is the cheapest toy to make. Interesting. Uh, you, you, you assemble it yourself. It. Yeah. Yeah. You assemble it yourself. Uh, everything's injection molded, which is like the cheapest thing to do. It's cheap plastic. You put the decals on yourself. There's no painting. The parts snap together. I cannot, if you want like a, like, like a entry model hobby, Gunpla is about as good as it gets. I'm a, I'm a big, have you, have you all assembled before? Oh yes, of course. Who have I mean, with Lego, but oh, okay. well, that's not, that's not the same. No, it's not. It's not. Um, yeah. When I was like, uh, middle school age, maybe even younger, like fifth grade, a uh, buddy of mine had uh, like a string of four or three episodes of Gundam Wing. And that was like the first ever anime I was actually like really exposed to. I didn't understand what was going on. It was like the middle of the season. Plus, if I watched the entire season, there's so much just like government posturing in this series that as a eight year old, I would not have understood it. But <laughs> what I did understand was big robots fight cool. And um, I... Uh, one of my buddies had the uh, Gunpla for, like, the actual, like, Gundam Wing. Uh, but I liked the, like, the green standard kind. And I found it online. Oh. We ordered it. It came in, like, four freaking weeks. And, um, yeah, I was shocked to see that I had to build it as well. <laughs> but, sorry, Gun- Gundam was not very successful. And Clover was the first company to merchandise it. And it was also not very successful because they were pre-assembled. Oh. And then Bandai was like, what if we just made you put it together? <laughs> <laughs> And made that a selling point. Action figures, but IKEA. Exactly. Mm, yeah. And uh, there's been a couple of a couple of cool uh, innovations in the in the space of of uh, assembly model kits. Uh, polycaps are these little uh, rubber sockets kind of things that you have to insert into the plastic pieces for joints. Oh. So you, they're now they're now fully articulated. Mm. Uh, they also started See- like grading them. That's that's no. I was gonna say that's great because when I was younger, or when I, when I first like put it together, you can't play with it after you put it together. It feels Not like really. a cicada shell. Like it feels like it's gonna crumble in your hands if you play with it. I mean, you know, at least in the way that you know, eight year old boys are gonna play with robots. You know, so I'm well, glad to hear your, they figured that out. You got your grading system too. So they got the high grade. Those are your 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 one to one forty four. I think yeah, uh, scale. Those are going to be like your your twenty dollars Gundams. You got your master grades. These are like fifty bucks. These are your your, your better ones. They got they got more articulation, more like an action figure, a little more a little more pizzazz. Still going to put you together got your, at fifty bucks. 
Oh yeah. Jeez. And then you got your perfect grades, which I've seen some perfect grades, which are the like one to 60 massive, fully detailed models, wow. which are still snapped together and stuff. And like all of these kind of the selling point is you don't need paint and glue. Like they're, they're manufactured so that you can literally snap them together. And, um, outside of Gunpla, I have the Evangelion. I think Bandai makes them Evangelion, uh, model kits, I guess. Gunpla That's the one I've always wanted. So, so never Gunpla- got a Gundam, but I would build one of the Avas, not all three. So can Gunpla now just be the term for all figures that can be put together? Like, can you call the Ava one a, a Gunpla at this point? Or is it only specifically? Oh, no. uh, okay. Because I was, I, was, I was doing some research before this to talk about Gunpla, and there are separate Wikipedia pages for hobby models and Gunplas, because Gunpla is just Gundam. Hmm. Ah. Did, did Gundam, did Gundam trademark Gunpla, or is it like a Google scenario where they're like, "Please stop using this to describe everything"? <laughs> I think that's it. I think it's the latter. Because uh, I have, I have the the, the One Piece Gunpla ship. I got that from, and it took like two hours, and I have a, a a pretty solid replica of of the One Piece ship. Nice. Um, uh, there's also some cool things you can do that enthusiasts will go above and beyond, uh, like panel lining, panel lining, and uh, panel line scribing. Which is where you like take the take the take the models and add little detail lines and stuff to the to the curves or like carve your own detail lines. Jesus, they got you whittling now. Yeah, a little little sharper. <laughs> you can uh, you can weather it. You can take the paint and like some like some rustoleum or something to kind of make it look like a, like a like a battle worn Gundam. There's also kit bashing, which is where you can take a bunch of different Gundam kits and make a new Gundam, which is kind Ooh. of the, that's sick. Yeah, the, you can look up like kit bashing. Uh, there's like a whole page for it. Uh, kit bashing uh, subreddits and. and tournaments and stuff and, and look at what's going on there uh so yeah this is a hobby i would recommend to anyone because the entry is so low you can make it with your bare hands and what's in the box if you really want to you can buy the hobby gunpla starter toolkit on amazon for seven dollars and get some wire snippers and the file if you want mm. it's tweezers but it i recommend that everyone make one I was going to say, it would be interesting. And maybe we should start it because it doesn't exist. So you know how like Home Depot and stuff like that, you order furniture and they'll show up and make it for you? What if we like mm-hmm. showed up and made their gun plus for them? We would have the busiest Christmas day of all time. <laughs> <laughs> we would. I would. I would sincerely enjoy that. As someone who buys Ikea furniture only to just for the excitement of building it. Like, sure, it's it throwing away Kalaxes. It's really irritating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fully assembled mounds up behind your apartment. Just love to build them, man. So, yeah, play, play with Gundam. And I bring this up because the new Gundam series is out right now. It's on episode five, six right now. I gotta get on. Uh, it's called The Witch from Mercury. Uh, it's got a prologue episode, which I highly recommend checking out to see if that tickles your pickle. But uh, it's really good. It's, it uh, I have not, I have not watched a ton of Gundam. I know it has kind of a hit or miss reputation between series, but this one's great. It's about, uh, it's about like a, a school in the future or like a futuristic robot company. All the different subsidiaries have sent their kids to learn how to battle. It's kind of like a dual Academy thing. It's, 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 it's really, there's a, there's a, the, the first episode, the two female leads get engaged. It's great. It's a, uh, yeah, kind of on accident. Kind of not. It's great. Check it out. <laughs> I want to build. I want to build Ariel now. Um, but speaking of, of toys that take a lot of hours, today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening, I wanted to talk about toys that you put a lot of time into as a oh, kid. Yeah. <laughs> when you say time into, do you mean like time like making or time just playing with? Playing with. Okay. You don't have to make it. 
Okay. Although, like, if like Lego in your case, if you that can absolutely be yeah. both. But I, I'm talking like clear my afternoon. Me and me and the cozy coop got this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't want to sound like you know the the fuck it. I wasn't. I was not a rich kid, but I had a lot of like cherished toys as a kid, child. Like through the years. So this we one was like a big one. question. <laughs> we got time. Funny yeah. enough, the the first thing that came to my mind when you asked this question, Will, was that I had this like olive green keyboard when I was maybe like six or seven. Sean's crying. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I but I had this like olive green keyboard. keyboard that would like you could play, obviously, but it had like pre-recorded songs that you could just like hit a button mm. and it would play that back to you. And like I remember royalty free songs too. No, they weren't. The one was a Beatles oh. song. I remember that distinctly. Oh. Like I would like play all these songs. And I think one of them I will never know until the day I die and I hate it. But I think one of them was Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles and I think that's because that's why that is one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's just because I liked hitting the button and listening to that little tune. Um That's what music is, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um trying to think about like there was uh I had a lot of Lego as a kid. I built, I was, you know, part of the Lego club. I, if I could get a Lego Jesus. set, I would. <laughs> Fucking nerd in this. God damn it. Yeah. I didn't, Got I the didn't magazine with and nerds. <laughs> uh, Lego magazine hit different. That yeah. was so good. I remember seeing Bionicles for the first time in there and being like, whoa. <laughs> going to the Things Discovery store. Change around here. Oh, man. I remember being like the seventh or eighth grade and going to the Discovery store and seeing like the, the fucking like Lego. The It was the Shuttle Endeavor. And getting that for my birthday and just spending two days building it. And the Republic gunship from uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Ooh, great shit. you were going to say, I built, the, I built the Endeavor and then made it the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I did build the Chamber of Secrets. And then a younger child came to our house because I guess. Whoa, like, canceled. Uh, uh, the Harry Potter one? Yeah, the Harry Potter one. And uh, he just destroyed it. I worked so hard on it. And ah. he came in and just destroyed the thing. And I was so mad at him. And I'm glad I've never seen him again. I guess so. <laughs> He's from the future. Yeah. Tyler, what'd you, what, what, was, what, what do you have a lot of hours in? Uh, of, uh, plastic crap. Yeah, so I have a lot of hours in my grandfather's 223 Remington. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just kidding, just kidding. hit a squirrel at a quarter mile. <laughs> no, uh, I put a lot of freaking hours into the fucking green machine. Y'all ever ride on a green machine? Oh yeah, the recumbent. I yeah, ne- I, I never had one. Man, but, I oh. wanted. Oh, yeah, I that did. was what that was a that was a target ride around. Oh, the yes. envy of my life or of my yeah. childhood was a Power Wheel or the fucking uh, Orange County Choppers edition of a Schwinn bicycle, where they designed <laughs> like a chopper oh, yeah, style yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah. I if I found one available, I would buy it today. I still <laughs> want one. I think they're the sickest looking thing. If I had a I green one of those so bad. Oh, uh, this is where we just like out each other. Like, oh, you were the kid I was jealous of when I was one. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. To be okay, fair, this okay. wasn't even my green machine. I go you play with. Uh, yeah, I stole it. No, I, I go play with. Uh, <laughs> it was friend of the show Colby's green machine. <laughs> so we go over and uh, drink uh, like cream soda like it was beer and drive that shit around uh, for hours, for hours. And. Uh, that was, was it electric or was it just like a pedal? Oh no, it was it was like a little it pedal. Handles right? Yeah, it's like a recumbent bike. Oh uh, uh, okay, but you could like drift in it and do that kind of thing. Am I oh yeah, okay, yeah, we were drifting. Oh man, we were, we were <laughs> we were getting we were getting drunk and, and drifting. Um, another one, Hulk hands. I used to beat, oh. the sh- beat the shit out of the neighbor kids with Hulk hands. <laughs> 
Man, you knew it. <laughs> my- if you're if you're going over to the kid with Hulk Hans's house, shit was gonna get rowdy quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. You had a way to sell your problems. <laughs> <laughs> I turned I, I turned uh, the sound off too. You would hear these. <laughs> you would not hear these Hulk Hans coming. The silent killer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a silenced Hulk Hans. <laughs> Equip silenced Hulk Hans. Um. Here's here's my people say you're a Coke or a Pepsi, you're a Beatles or you're the Who or whatever. Here's my my dichotomy, gender, whatever. Fisher Price, Knights, Cowboys, Pirates. Which were you? Uh, <laughs> there were the three play sets. Yeah, Knights, Knights. castles. Yep. Had that castle. I was cowboy. Oh. oh, so what? What did the cowboy have? Was it like a saloon or? It was a saloon. It was uh-huh. a town, a town downtown uh, cowboy. Thing. And there was like a piano you could drop, and there was a safe you could Damn. steal. Wow, it was very, very Red Dead. Very cool. Mm. I think it's gonna be a new icebreaker on dates. It's like, hey, which Fisher Price playset <laughs> were, you, were you, cowboy, knight, or pirate? Yeah, I, I was the basic we're going, with the knights. <laughs> if we're going, hey, the castle was excellent. I love that. Yes. Thing. If we're going that far back, man, I still to this day, the only thing motivating me to like have a child is to bring back all of the Thomas the Tank Engine sets I as a kid, I would tear that shit up. I love the wooden it. tracks. The, the wooden tracks, trains. the trains. Mm. Oh my god. You, I would I as an adult, as a 30-year-old man, I would lose hours on that. There's communities. I well <laughs> <laughs> No, you want you want you want the the clover, not the bandai ones. You don't want the I'm going to model all the leaves on this tree. Yeah. <laughs> want I want the, the, I want to move the train back and forth real fast. Exactly. <laughs> I put a lot of hours into, um, I had this, uh, I never got like the power wheels or the, 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 the like your big wheels as I talked about, but I had this like four wheel pedal car. I forgot who made it, but I remember driving that around in like the cul-de-sac and on sidewalks all the time as a kid that I loved. You're talking about the Fisher price Flintstone style. No, oh, it was, red, it red was, car with the yellow top. This one was for like older kids, like uh, like elementary school kids. Um, man, I love had a it. cigarette lighter in it. Razor scooters, <laughs> it did. <laughs> I remember before I could drive, and I don't know how old I was. I had a Power Wheels from like Damn. I just pulled out of the pulled out of the Lucky barn. Son of a bitch. And I used to put hours into putting my headphones in and just riding it around the driveway. And I might have been 12. <laughs> I might have been probably. I don't know what age is too old to ride around in a fake Jeep, but I was probably too old. You're never too but old. But I would just put my tunes in and ride up and down the driveway. <laughs> I had to. I didn't get a Power Wheels, but I did have family members who had riding lawnmowers who would just like lift the blades up. And I would put, okay, that's my answer. I would put so many hours on just riding lawnmowers, riding up and down the driveway, all around the yard. Man, I love that. Hell shit. yeah. They had, the, had the nicest yard in the neighborhood. <laughs> no, we put the blades up. I wasn't cutting any grass. <laughs> Cut the grass twice a day. <laughs> just one thing. Uh, is boys just want to drive and build things. I had this box of army men that I got from the outlet mall. And I had to get it in like three or four waves. I don't know who makes it. You could probably look it up. They're called The Core, C-O-P-R-P-S. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, I liked them because I had the Star Wars action figures, but they didn't have Ooh. elbows or knees that bent. And these had like a rubber band in the middle where they were like fully articulated little guys. And there was like a helicopter pilot and like, they got pretty granular with the military roles because there was like, you know, your pilot, your sergeant guy, your officer. There was also just like a hazmat guy. Yeah. <laughs> like they had, they really had the full, the full 
spectrum of, of roles you can have in the army. Uh, at, man, I, I put in more hours than I've ever put into anything in just making movies with those little guys yeah. on the floor and being like, he's he's the good guy. <laughs> We're talking action figures. I had fucking small soldiers, uh, Titan mm. AE. The Titan AE action figures just you. a lot of playtime. Um, I remember also having like an entire like movie and plot in my head uh, thanks to the Dragon Ball Z action figures or sort of figures that you would get from Burger King um, and the Big Kids Meal. Mm-hmm. Mighty Kids Meal, please. Mighty Kids Meal, sorry, thank you. I always loved, I never had any of them. I loved the Poke Blaster figures they used to get. Poke Blaster? Poke Blaster was the, it was like a fake Game Boy and it shot a Pokeball. Oh. And it would come with a little like one to two inch tall Pokemon figure. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, man, it'd be cool to have oh. the whole 150 of these guys because they were like a pretty consistent style and size, which at the Pokemon at the time, if you play the Pokemon toys, you had kind of a mishmash of half Burger King, half plush, half like your Poliwhirl was like twice as big as the other ones for right. some reason. Because like there wasn't like a consistent line of Pokemon toys. No. It was just whatever you could get. Right. <laughs> Tyler, it was called the Big Kids Meal at Burger King. Where was the Mighty Kids Meal? Oh, that was McDonald's. They tried to Patty Meal for a bit. Yeah. No, that was the interim. That was if, if you if you aged out of the Happy Meal. Oh, but you're still too young to eat a full ass Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one and a half hamburgers they cut up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was right. Sorry. I was a I was a Burger King kid and a Wendy's kid as a, a Wendy's kid. <laughs> I grew up in a Wendy's. It was. <laughs> Was close I, to this day. It's not a toy, but to this day, my if Plastic I bag. if a <laughs> if a G, if I had access to a genie or I met with the the Wendy CEO and they're like, Sean, what do you want to bring back? They had this burger, and I want to say 2002. <laughs> You've mentioned this on the show. Before. <laughs> you, still think about I think episode like this four. Day, the Jazzy Blue Bacon Cheeseburger changed my life. <laughs> And I miss How it. good was this to this day, It like it blew my mind to the fact that like I was like I didn't know you could have blue cheese that this would taste this good. And I just watched <laughs> Snow Dogs because I was all about blue cheese. And then I didn't realize you could put bacon on a cheeseburger and it would taste that good. And the what? bun was amazing. I loved it to death, and I miss it every day of my life. Damn. Here's a Mash.com article on the real reason the Wendy's bacon and blue cheeseburger was discontinued. I don't think that's it. It's the Jazzy Blue Bacon Cheeseburger. All right. Oh, apparently, <laughs> according to this, it was. Oh, so yeah, this is 2010. This is yeah. That's what I'm that. saying. This was this was like before we invaded Iraq. Mm. I <laughs> I can find. We were just still in Afghanistan nothing. at that point. You're still just like threatening Saddam, and Wendy's <laughs> came out with the Jazzy <laughs> with bacon cheeseburger, and I was in the fourth grade. Just gotten done saying the rosary. I was in on this texted me. He talks about this burger once every six months like clockwork. <laughs> Producer Peyton is fed up with it. I wanna I need to learn how to make it because I I think about it all the time. Damn. I bet we can figure it out. <laughs> it doesn't sound that hard. I've never seen a hamburger bun like that. Uh <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you eat at uh, uh, Wendy's that much as a t- child, you're, you're called Dave's child. Uh, <laughs> one of Dave's children. <laughs> it was my emergency contact. I'm a child of Dave. <laughs> Dave Thomas. Dad. 
Uh, let's wrap. Let's wrap it up. Tyler, you got a you got a question or something for us? No, yeah, yeah. You asked me to prepare an ASMR for the end of this. Uh, this oh, that's right. I did. So, <laughs> so I prepared. God. Oh, we gave him too much time. Will too much no. too much time for me to prepare. There uh, was a power outage at my place, so we had to resume this recording later. If we sounded different at all, that's why. Yep. So now it's now it's guaranteed not to be funny. Now that you've given me uh, time to prepare, but this is my ASMR. No, 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 no. I'm Scyther. As an ASMR YouTuber. Scyther, Scyther, Scyther. <laughs> so much! Oh, no, he's got nine! <laughs> Good lord! Okay, I turned it back down. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready for the knives. Someone's gonna crash the car. <laughs> From too much pleasure. The sleeper agent. <laughs> uh, thank you, folks, for joining us for Radish 2011. Uh, I've been Will, your November Boy Scout. Uh, you can find me at Will. Actually, Will from online, I guess, on Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter right now. Uh, it's been great. I got off, and food tastes better, and colors are more vibrant, and my dog can talk. It's crazy. <laughs> Max is talking about just how good the most recent episode of Andor was. <laughs> he loves it. He loves Andor. Got to catch up on it. Um, I've been Sean, back alive again, in the mood to move three feet to the left. God damn it. Uh, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at that Sean Barry, still to this day, um, and Instagram, Letterboxd, the whole thing, Sean and Barry. Uh, I've been Tyler Skyblumink. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. Uh, you can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Join our Discord at indiesaurus.com slash Discord. Uh, what else to plug? Um, I don't I know. Listened to this yesterday. Uh, we're <laughs> doing Tiktoxicated tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're doing Tiktoxicated. Um, we'll be back to streaming a little bit more regularly. We're, a few of us are doing a little stream. bit of traveling this month, but we're going to try and do some streaming. Yeah, it's a you know, holiday month. We're going to do some streaming. Yeah. And here, a, another empty promise to listeners that we'll put our TikTok-skated episodes on YouTube. We'll see. They are on YouTube. They're just oh. private. Oh, okay. Well, we'll open them up, maybe. We'll open them up. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Damn. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> When's Thanksgiving? But yes. We have no bananas, we have no bananas today.